Today on the Project Mbappe podcast, we are joined by one of the best ever players Englanders produce, Paul Merson. Thank you for joining us, Paul. The purpose of this podcast is to try to discover if there's a formula to creating a footballer, how much is down to nature and how much is down to nurture. Would you say you were born a footballer, Paul? Good question. Uh, parts of me, I would say I was born with with it. I think, you know, I've, I think as, as I went on in my career, there was things that wasn't taught to me that I, I could see. I, I could see pictures I had vision. Maybe looking back now, was I given them pictures in early years and then, you know, as the game went on? I, I think there's a little bit, I think otherwise if there wasn't I think we'd all be the I think we'd all be the same there's a and I'm not putting myself up here but when you see these top players they have that that x factor they got that something special you know you look at you know I played with the best player I ever played with in Dennis Burkham right he had, he had something that you had to be born with it you just you had to be it's just because I hadn't seen anybody else have it mm. I hadn't seen anybody play you know and do the things he'd done so for me I think it's half and half, but in between that, I still think it comes down to hard work. Mm. If you don't work hard, I don't care how talented you are as a footballer, you will not make it as a footballer if you mm. don't work hard. Well, can you tell us a bit about how you made it? <coughs> uh, cool. Yeah, uh, I was playing. I was playing for uh, Brent. I was playing. For, I lived in Holston. I was born in Holston, so I played for Brent. So I was playing under nines. I was playing when I was nine. I was playing under elevens for the for the district. So I, I was I was decent. I was a centre forward, but very small and skinny at the time. And so, like, but sorry, so that was when you started playing football. Oh no, nine. two. You were two. two yeah, yeah, I mean, my dad. I got pictures of me on the beach in a nappy kicking balls. Yeah, like constantly. I got one now with Freddie on the beach kicking a ball too. You oh. know, he's. It was always playing football. Okay. You know, my dad would always take me to the park, play football in the evenings. Nothing special. Not like I see now. Yeah. Not like, you know, some of the skills they do now, the kids. It was just playing football. And then on a, when I was old enough, in them days when I was seven, eight, on a Saturday morning, my mum would give us a packed lunch and me and some kids would go down the park and play down the park. And we'd have to be back before, before it got dark. That... <laughs> When I was that age, you was you could do that. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't let my kids to the end of the street now without me being there. But that's what it was like. It was, it was park football. It was park yeah. football. It was anything goes. You tried anything, and I, you know, and I played for a good Sunday morning team. You know, a dominant Sunday morning team. That in the end, if I'm being honest, got a bit fed up. Okay, fed up. I think sometimes when it become too easy, I went and played for a team that weren't very good to see if I could how I would learn when I'm not winning football matches all the time. Cause sometimes you can get into a, into a lull, it becomes comfortable. You know, I always say to you when we're playing, I get more interested when we're winning 10 nil, who's going to make the good habits, who's going to start trying to do things that they wouldn't normally do. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I moved and I had a bad injury, but I signed for Watford, signed for Watford, which was a good academy, like uh, not academy. We used to train Mondays and, Thursdays over at Garston and I loved it. Loved okay. it at what I loved it at Watford. What age was that? That was twelve to fourteen. Right. Absolutely loved it at Watford. Loved it. I mean other clubs were after me at the time. QPR went to once. I think Chelsea come to me, but I think it was Chelsea or QPR. My dad said they said he, he don't run around enough. Okay. Yeah, so which which was understandable. I wasn't one of them 
physical players. You know, I was technical, quite technical, yeah. and I, I was I was sharp. And then at fourteen, Arsenal coming for me. My dad was a massive Arsenal fan. He wanted me to sign for Arsenal, and I, I didn't want to sign for Arsenal. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I didn't. I, one, I didn't think I was that good. I was very shy and and lacked in confidence at the time. I thought, no way am I good enough to play for Arsenal. And I grew up a massive Chelsea fan when I was a kid. So I signed because of my dad. I remember the man coming round like it was yesterday, Bill Graves, his name was, to sign schoolboy forms at 14. Mm. And I remember running upstairs when I signed, crying my eyes out. Really? Just didn't want to sign. I, I was comfortable at, Ars at Watford. Watford, yeah. And my dad said, yeah, sign for Arsenal. Looking back now, best thing I ever did. Mm. But at the time, maybe I was maybe I was being safe. Maybe, you know, that was me being a shy kid who, who didn't like change, didn't like separation at the time. And I, maybe being safe, like I call it Chris Tavare, you know, like safe, good cricketer, but, you know, safe, not going to be hitting sixes all over the shop. I think that's what changed it. But and then I signed for Arsenal at 14. I used to train at behind the goal at the north at the clock end uh on a Mondays and a Thursday. So my dad had to take me Monday, Thursday, which was a journey. We mm. lived in Norfolk at the time, all the way over to to a Highbury and back again, getting back at like eight, nine o'clock in the evening. Come Saturday, never played. Never played. We used to go over to uh Wolverhamstow over that way. Every Saturday I'll be sub. Really? Every Saturday. And and then I was talking to my dad about it the other day because and he said he said he said to the manager once, Why is Paul not playing? We're coming over here all the time and he's not playing. He said, I'm not worried about him. He said, I'm not worried about him. I'm I'm, I'm looking at the other players. And I used to get fifteen minutes. But I say that, but when when it comes down to the nitty gritty, mm. at the end I never got an apprenticeship. I got a youth training scheme. Like I didn't get one of the apprenticeships. I got a youth training scheme. Donnell said to me, he said, if you don't get any bigger in the next year, you'll never make it as a footballer. That's how small I was. And, then, and this, what age was this? That was at 16 when 16. I left school. Yeah. He said, if you don't get any bigger in the next I was really small and skinny, like very lightweight, but very lively. I was quick and I could score a goal. But then I just shot up. But I never played for the youth team for a whole year. I was sub every week. I used to come home and go to my dad. Do I have to do this? Wow. Do I have to do it? You know, I'm, I'm not playing. I'm training Monday to Friday and I'm not playing football. He said, just keep on sticking it. Just stick it. You know, keep on sticking it. And then, you know how it worked. It was a lucky break. I, I was training with the youth team or the reserves at the time. I wasn't really playing. And, and there was a six-a-side tournament called the Guinness Six-a-side in Manchester. It was a one-off. Never done it again. And a team dropped out and they wanted a team and they said, well, Arsenal send a team. And they, they sent up like the reserves and me and like, and I just had one. It was t on the telly in them days. There was no live football. So it was what anything was on telly. Everybody watched if it was football. And it was on at 10.30 on a Tuesday and Wednesday night. And I, I was like very good, mm. but I was, it was weird how it worked. When I weren't playing for the youth team, the first team manager would say, I need a few players to come over. And I was better with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the players started to love me. They would go, oh my God, he's a player. He can play. And I was more comfortable. And then that, that was it. I went on loan to Brentford. Best thing ever happened. Best thing ever happened. Right. Because you're at Arsenal. It's it's the creme de la creme. Everything's done for you, you know. Yeah. 
you, you don't you don't even have a passport. You know, you go to the airport, you everything's done. It's and then I went to Brentford. It was like a man's league. It was like seeing the league table, playing in front of fans, people kicking you. You know, and seeing the real coming away from Arsenal and training at Brentford, where it was clean your own kit, mm. bring your own kit, and I think that. That was a massive thing as, for me as well, mm. but it was it wasn't easy. It wasn't I wasn't like one of them kids that you look at and go, he's a sure thing, right? He's the biggest sir ever. He's he, there was players at Arsenal that I was so far behind that I thought that would definitely make it that never made it, which shocked me. But why do you think it happened? Where you know you were able to obviously progress in uh, some of those. I think the X factor. I think that's something different. Yeah, I think that something different something that i could i could see a pass i mean if people said to me what was your game i, I had a good brain i was intelligent in them days you know i play, we played two up front so you had to bend your runs and things like you know i'd very rarely run offside i wasn't one of them players that you know i'd get frustrated if i run offside you know especially if if some if i was out wide i drifted out wide and someone put me in and i was offside i would I would beat myself up. I'd yeah. think, how can you be offside looking along the line? Something like that would affect yeah. me. It drives me up the wall today in football and when in, someone gets caught offside like that. And in terms of hard work, did you feel like you worked harder than most or uh, you had that you know, that burning desire more than the others? Uh, looking back, when I talking just then, I, you know, before that, I, I, used, I didn't think I was one of them. But when I look back now, you're not playing every week. Something, Something's in you. That I learned all I love is I love football. That's all I know is football. I, I, you know, my big regret would be not doing well at school. Hundred percent, I think is is a major thing for kids. You know, I was dyslexic, so and really, I put all my eggs into what to football. To football. So that was a massive regret. Every kid out there, I would say, work hard at school. You work hard. There's enough time to work hard at school and then work hard at playing football. You don't have to do one or the other. You know, I, I don't think it's make sure you get 15 O-levels and then play football too late. Mm. But you can balance it. I think that's most important thing I would get across for kids. Yeah. Like when you talk about the X factor, like I'd like to bring it right back to like the, the days playing football with your dad on the beach. Um, do you think anything was sparked there or anything developed in those days? Like maybe between ages, like even when you were playing in, at a park with your mates? Yeah, I was always playing with years years above. I was always playing two years above whatever I'd done. You know, I'm, I'm probably giving myself, not giving myself enough credit that I, I was decent because if you're playing for your district two years above, that that's some going, do you know what I mean? So being small and being small and skinny at the time, you always had to be alive. I always had to be bright. So I always had to look around. That might have been where it come from. You know, I can't be standing. If someone's standing next to me who's big, they're just going to smash me. So I had good awareness of, around me. I, you know, and always have. I think mm. that's carried on in time. I think, you know, I, I use it as cricketers. You know, you watch a top cricketer come into bat, you know, they ask for middle stump or middle and leg. And then they look around, they look around and then they have a shot. And then after that shot, they look around again, their awareness. Tal Ender comes in at number 11. He asks for middle and leg. He goes like that, hits the ball. The next ball comes in, it bounces and he smashes it to long on. He gets caught and it's like, he wasn't there last time. 
you have to be aware. Mm. I think that's the one thing I had. I, I had pictures. I always, always scan in a football pitch. You know, when the ball went out for a front, I'd always, I'd know what I was doing before I got the ball. Every yeah. time I got the ball, I, I, I virtually, I never got stuck. I never thought, oh, what am I going to do now? Head down. I knew what I was going to do. But you couldn't pinpoint how that was developed. Uh, no, and that's why I, that's why I think it's like, I think something like that is God given. Sometimes okay. I, I do. I think it's 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 something that you were born with. I I, I personally think so. I've I, I watch players now. I watch I watch youngsters. I, I look for people who, who drift into space and find space. I, I look for that. I look. I I I just I look for something that's different. I look for things that are different in players. I just do that. I. It's about awareness. It's about getting your head up. It's about looking. Like we have a debate all the time, me and you, don't we? You know, is it is it beat six players and then lose it to the seventh player? That's that's the player. I I don't see that. I I know at the end of the day, if you want to be a footballer, there's certain things you have to do. Mm. You know, it's 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 changed the game now. It's changed. It's it has changed. It's mm. completely enough. I know there's two goals at each end and you've got to put the ball in the back of the net. That's the name of the game. But what these kids are getting now is is amazing. I mean, I never got that. I never got that. Yeah. Well, well, let's come on to this with, you know, you've had uh, you know ch- other children yeah. that have been involved in football, but your youngest son, Freddie, in the last 10 months, he's got involved in academy football. Mm. How has that been for you? Very good. It's in a way like a bit thing because... My one of my other boys, Sam, was a good player. Yeah, he was a good player. But you know, we we got me and his mum got divorced, and I moved away to play go and play at Aston Villa. So he didn't get that travel. If you ain't got, if you haven't got your parents around, I don't know how you can. It's difficult to make it. I mean, it goes under the radar. The mums and dads at, sitting at the train and taking them here, there, and everywhere. You know, if I was, if it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't have been a footballer. It's as simple as that. It, you know, for all the talent I had, if I don't get to that training session, how do you become a footballer? You know, you can't just sit at home and then at 16 years of age go, oh, you know, I'm ready now. You know, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of hours, even when I was about when there was no academies. So I th- I th- with Sam, I think Sam had a chance of making it. I watch him now and he's a he's a good footballer. But with with Freddie, if you if I'd have sat down here with you two years ago, and you'd have said to me, "Oh, when Freddie gets to six, you know, get into academies," I'd have said, "No chance, no <laughs> way. Just play out the park, play with your mates, express yourself, and go from here." Oh, because you didn't believe in. Academy I did. I, I I just thought. What well, I just thought at that age, I thought, yeah. "What? What for? Six. All right. But now, now Freddie's been and Freddie's, you know, he's he's trained at Chelsea, Arsenal, and Fulham. I just don't know how you would make it if you haven't gone to academies. You would have to be extraordinary at the highest level to do. If you went through now and become a professional footballer without being an academy, if if you found someone at twelve now to go on and become a professional footballer, you'd be a one in a million. A one in a million. I think. I think. Is it true about Saka at Arsenal? Was he just found late on, or was he at Arsenal? Not quite sure. I ain't sure. I, I think Kate, sure. Kate's mum was telling me. I think that they found him just playing like for someone, then went on. But that was at like 
Well, I think that'd be extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, there are late there are late developers that come into it. Yeah, um, I don't think it's quite as I wouldn't say like one in a million, but it's yeah, it's, it's, one a, lot in a, it's one in a million. It's a lot to, harder. Sean, it's, it's virtually near on one in a million to be a footballer. Oh, true, true, true. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if you're if you're getting them at twelve, yeah, yeah. You, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of hours. I mean, you if that player comes through at twelve, I would say they are naturally gifted footballer. Because the work that you would have missed out on at academy football would be mind blowing, you know. Even at Freddie at six now, the hours is and the training that they're getting is. I just look at it as like building a house, you know. At six years of age, an hour and a half there, hour and a half at Chelsea, hour and a half at Fulham, hour and a half at Arsenal, week in week out. You're laying cement down. You're laying. You can't build a house on a swamp, you know. And even at that age, that. The concrete's going down. It's, it's what kids absorb it. You know, mm. I say to our kids when we're like on a Sunday, you have to. I look for people who listen. Look for people who listen. When I played for Arsenal, when I got in the first team, if you were told more than once, you never play again. You don't play. You, you know, I. But, but the one thing I struggled with at Walsall when I become the manager at Walsall was a coach called Mick Holsall. was a very good coach. He's the youth team coach there. And we chatted when I got the job and he said, oh, good luck, Paul. And all. He said, all you got to do is just keep on telling them. Keep on telling them. I went, what? He went, you got to keep on telling them. I went, just tell someone once. Tell them once. He went, not here. Not down here you don't. Up here you do. Down here you don't. And that's the difference. People listen. People take it in. People exorb it. And then the players that fizzle down and play in the lower leagues have to be told three, four, five times. And that that's and I, I think that is a at a young age. When even when I was like can remember playing football, whoever talked to me, I always listen. My eyes would never go there or there. I would always soak information up. Always. And I and I love football. I think if you love football, you've got much more chance of making it as a footballer than someone who's who doesn't really love it but they're they're playing football because in the end that will fizzle out and they won't play. They'll get fed up with it and they they will lose interest. Yeah. I think if as soon as they come to some sort of adversity, then they'll just they'll just yeah, of course, cool. yeah, or it gets hard or something like that, and then they'll yeah. go. You know, you have to love it. I mean, do you think Freddie loves it? I loves football. Does he? loves football. You know, at the moment he's getting that balance with the schoolwork. I see him in me. You know, it's football, football, football. Oh, you know, and Kate's a school teacher, so it's like right. He has to do this this hour, and then he can play football because he would play football every minute of the day. He's like straight away in the mornings. He's football mad. He's like, yeah, he <laughs> loves it, and and that's that's why that's what I like. He loves football, and it, but he's le- he learns like. He'll watch it. He'll watch the football. He'll sit down and watch it. He'll watch the goals. You know, like I, I do stuff like he's got a Sabutio pitch, like was put on a board for Christmas. So I will put little figures down on the board, and he'll be with me, and I'll I'll give him pictures in his head on a football pitch. Like so, I'll say like if it's six, like five v five, we play. Like this is how Coach Sean sets up. If the ball's here, where would you be? So, so to get so, pictures. Okay, so on that, so let's bring it back to if, like, because earlier on you said that vision is God given, mm. but if there's a parent who is able to give that their child that information and plant those ideas mm. in their heads, 
at six years old, but there's another parent who's not doing that with their child. Would you say that Freddie's at an advantage? I I, I would say so, a hundred percent. I I I think football's down to pictures. It's down to pictures. It's the pictures you see. You know, you watch you watch these top teams play. They all have pictures in. You know, you watch you watch Chelsea play. You watch Man City play. You watch Liverpool play. They have pictures in their head. They know what they're doing. The ball comes in, they flick it around the corner and they go again. You know, and they might set it up and show a pattern, but then they have to see it. You know, it's all right me going to Freddie. Right, so when the ball's over here, but when it comes to Sunday, if he doesn't see it, he hasn't seen the he hasn't seen the picture. Yeah. So, you know, it's like the other day I was with him and, you know, they're playing two V twos and he, he he was gonna go on an overlap. Do you know what I mean? He said, Oh, we've done this with Coach Sean and I I'll go on an overlap. But it didn't, it it didn't uh, develop, so he didn't do it. Which, okay. See, then I see it. I say he sees the picture. Yeah. Because naturally, someone will go. I'm just going to do that, yeah. and it's not on to do. And then it's it, it's not a picture. But yeah, I always that that's that. There are things I do do, or I'll stop the game on a football match, and I'll go. What do you reckon was good there, or what what do you reckon wasn't? Not constantly, so it blows his mind. But it's just to see pictures. So maybe at a young age, your dad did that with you and maybe that's how it developed, you know, you seeing the pictures. Yeah, yeah, I, he might have, he might have done that. I mean, in them days, you know, there was only we only had the big match on, you know what I mean? You couldn't stop <laughs> even, it if the goal went in, that was it. Even in the park, you know, yeah. questions he might ask you, oh, what would you do, that? do you know what I mean? And it, yeah, it just ticks you your might, brain and then... Yeah, you might be right, which is, which constantly without even knowing, do you exactly. know what I mean? Exactly, and, and that, then you'll, you'll do it on the on the Sunday and then it's like, oh, okay, now yeah. you're seeing it how it is in real time. Yeah. And then it just progresses from there. Yeah, 100%. But I think when it gets to Saturday, you have to see that pass. Yep. You have to see the picture. You can get given pictures, but then you have to you have to see the picture. I mean, and but when I played, it was, you had to, you know, you, my game was, I had to be around good players. You had to be around good players. It makes a difference. Yeah. 100%, you know, mm. it makes a difference. Has your opinion on academy football changed then since you've been involved in it? Oh, upside down. Okay. Yeah, yeah, completely and utterly. I, as I, yeah, I, I just I think it's so important. I really do. I, two years ago, I, was, I would I would call myself naive, right? But old school. Yeah, I would call myself old school. But oh, like since last year and onwards now, I, I think it's it's essential. Like in it's terms essential. of what the academies are looking for, though, as well. Uh, I'm not. I don't know about that. All right. I, I don't know about that. I, that time will tell on that. I don't know. I think in time will tell that in ten years' time, I'll understand a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? I I know what you need to be a footballer at, at seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. But it's different now with the groundwork. What you've got to put in. I think the training is immense. It's a. I, I watched some of the under sevens training with Freddie's sessions with some under eights in there. If I was manager at Wall, if I was at Arsenal, and I was in the first team and we were doing them sessions, I don't personally think you'd come off the training pitch moaning saying what we're doing here. Mm. You know that that was what it was all about. You know, two v twos, one v ones. You know, it's all about getting your head down, getting people's head down, and making them get their head up to. You know, because at the end of the day, if you don't get your head up, I don't care who you are. You ain't you ain't becoming a footballer. 
mm. in my opinion. Mm. I, I just don't. That's so it's a balance. I think if you can get a player like I, I know that a podcast is called Mbappe. Um, if you can get a player like him, then you got the pitch. You got the player. Yeah, I do because I watched him yesterday. He does foot overs with his head up. You know, he does. You know, I see kids at the moment that have to do all these skills with their heads down. That's what I don't get. I don't get. I, I, there's a lot of skills at the moment with the kids, but a lot of the skills with the heads down. I see one good. I see a session once with a club with Arsenal, and they were they were they were going up the pitch, and they were doing their skills but the man was holding colours up and they oh, had to yeah. tell the colour and I thought that was good because they're trying to do the skill but at the same time they've got to get their head up at the same time mm. which I found I found interesting but it's it, it depends what you're looking for it's, it's hard to go and bring 15 kids through and make a team you know I, I mean everybody would like that to go right you know why don't you get 12 players together now at 60 <laughs> at 6 years of age and then in 12 years' time, if they play together for six years, they'll be the best team you've ever seen. But it don't work like that. Yeah. I know that. Do you know what I mean? I know that. You know, certain players get better. Certain players will, will drop off. Mm. And it's it's the players, when they're dropping off, do they come again mm. or do they get disinterested? And, I, and that's why I always think you have to love football. Mm. You know, you have to love it. You can't – don't do it for someone else. You know, don't do it for your mum or dad. Because it won't, it won't happen. It will never happen. And since uh, Sean has encouraged you to to take, you know, Coach Freddie's team, mm. how have you found that? And what what are some of the differences from now, from when you played um, grassroots? For uh, <coughs> very interesting. You know, I'm yeah. learning off. I would say learning off Sean. I would. I, you know, some of the the patterns or the way they start off the game and and how he does it and. Yeah, off getting it off the goalie, the way they spread, and then then they play. I mean, my boy, he went and played in a tournament last December for for Sean, and he was like, I, I got a million miles off. I come home and I was like, mm, to Kate, I was like, mm. really, yeah, I was, I was like, mm. like I was naive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just think, oh, I played, so you, you he might yeah. be able to play. But we always have this discussion where sometimes parents expect them to to be good at that age straight away, and it doesn't work like that. You know, they need to put in the work and the hours and with good coaching, and and then very quickly you can see them, you know, progress. And oh, a hundred percent, Fred. You, the one thing about our team is, is all of them have got something. If you put them all together, you'd have the best. The best under seven in the world of football, but that's probably the same in Germany, in Brazil, yeah. in Argentina. They've all got something good. They've all, they're all good at something. It's, it's making sure you, you tidy up on the other stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah. So just to give some context for some of our listeners yeah. who aren't aware of, of what we've done. So where Freddie's got into football and um, he, he got involved with, with our coaching company and we formed a little under sevens team yeah. um, just as we came out of the lockdown. And I said to you, would you be the coach yeah. and we'll do it together? And yeah, so so it's, it's been amazing, hasn't it? <laughs> it has been absolutely. To see the improvement since March 
to now. I mean, the biggest compliment you can say is when we play against teams, they go, how long have you been together? Yeah. And you go, about five months. <laughs> I mean, and they're like, mm. but it's hard. It's It's been hard work for the kids. Uh, not for us. I think mean, it's been very enjoyable. Yeah. But for the kids, they've had to work hard. I mean, the sessions that are put on, then they're, they're not laughy jokey. It's not like at the academy as well. It's not, it's intense. Yeah. It's very intense. What I like about the kids, and I love it about the kids, is the kids don't see it. The kids just get on and play. I find the parents are the intense ones. Yeah. You know, I had a parent the other month at, at, at Arsenal, lovely bloke, and he went, oh, it's pressure, isn't it? It's pressure. I said, what do you mean? He went, well, look at, us, look at all the coaches looking. I went, look at the kids. And he went, what? I said, they don't see it, so don't worry. The kids don't see it. And that's that's where I think the kids are amazing is yeah. they just go out and play. And I think that's fair play on the on the academies. That they, I'm surprised they let them just go out and play. Mm. I think it's not like uh, they make try and make it as fun as they can. Mm. You know, and that's what I like. It's not stop, start, stop, start, and you're under pressure and it's thing. I, I, I enjoy going. I sit there and I just watch and I... And I learn off the coaches. Do you know what I mean? Because it's mm. it's different from when I played. I'm not gonna gonna lie. It's, you have to be a different kind of player today to be a footballer than what you did before. Mm. And but oh, sorry, Sean. Yeah. That's now. In ten years' time, the game's going to change again yeah. into something else. Mm. You know, it depends what top coach comes in at the time. You know, we was how long were we talking? Seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. You know, it was like. How big is his mum and dad? You know, and then all of a sudden Pep Guardiola comes along with Messi, Indiesta and Xavi and it's like, oh, you don't really have to be big anymore. You know, we've got the best players in the world and they're all tiny and they bang, bang, bang. And then all of a sudden they sort of got caught up Barcelona and they weren't the best in the world anymore. And then we sort of went back to, you know, who's big and strong and quick. You know, I find now, I think the game now is quick, Strong, physical, pass. I don't think it's pass. When I played, it was you had to pass the ball. If you couldn't pass the ball, you weren't going to be a top player. And then if you could get physical, if you were quick, wow. If you could pass the ball and were quick at the same time, you were amazing. I don't. I see now it's be quick and then if you can pass the ball. Mm. I look at Teddy Sheridan as one of the best players I've seen. In my time, I just thought he was an amazing footballer. And Robert Perez weren't blessed with blistering pace. I look at them players who are top draw players. I put Perez in the top five players I've, I've ever seen at Arsenal. How far would they get today? That's that's my question. How far would they get today? Because, you know, people, you've got to be quick now. Like I used to, We used to put up a team sheet at Arsenal against a team and you go... Turns turns slower than the QE two. I've seen Milk turn quicker than him. <laughs> they're they're weak links. They're weak links in the team. Get at them, and you and you'll see a football match, and you'll just keep on pummeling that player. You 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 look at Norwich now who can't win a football match. You look at their team sheet. Quick, 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 yeah. quick, quick. They can all run. They can all. The one thing they could all do, is, and I think that's sort of taken over. Will it be in ten years' time? I don't know. It might go back to. Not that way, but I think the game changes all the time. Is it for better or worse? I, I don't know. Mm. I don't mm. know. I'm waiting to see another Joe Cole. I ain't seen one for a while. Mm. 
I ain't seen one. When when Joe Cole was when Arsene Wenger come in at Arsenal, his first thing was why is Joe Cole at West Ham? Oh, he wanted to buy him. Right, and he couldn't believe how he wasn't. Why? Why? Why is the most talented youngster in London not playing for the biggest club in London? Mm. Well, you've talked about um, your understanding of academy football, how that's changed. Um, what about grassroots football? What are your views on that? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> not what I've seen recently. I know. I, I mean, not what we've what I've seen with with the kids. I feel like, <clears throat> and I'm I'm not a know it all, but I learn a lot of you, and, and and I do know my football is. I feel like stop like, you know what disappoints me more than anything out of everything, in that we've played three games recently, and we've we've won by silly scores because the kids have been good and they've had to put extra players. The one and we're playing year up. And we're playing a year up and we're playing a year up and some teams are putting seven players. The one thing that's disappointing me more than anything and the kids' attitudes of the other teams have been outstanding. They've never give up and I loved it. Not one manager's ever come over and said, what'd you do? Never chewed in, not, never chewed our ear rolls off, never gone, you've got 10 minutes. Mm. Why are they like that? Mm. Why are they like that? What, what do you do different? Mm. You know, Pep Guardiola you know, would have played Wickham last week and Gareth Ainsworth would have gone into the dressing room, into the into his room after and would have chewed his ear off. It would have been a priceless half hour to go, what do you do? What What's different? What, what do you do that's different? And that's what, it's like, there's no vision with the grassroots. It's like, it's like Sunday and that's it. And then we'll just move on to next Sunday. Just have a plan. Have a plan for these kids. Give the kids a chance. They can get better. I don't mm. care who you are. Yep. The one bit of advice I've always given is the more you practice, you will never get worse. Yeah. Never get worse. And and that's been my biggest disappointment so far. And do you think that FA could do more to get involved? Oh, 100%. 100%. You know, I, I, I was asked to go and do my like coaching badges before when I was at Portsmouth. And I went up, up, up to the top to train on the AstroTurf. And it was like just so basic to start with. It was like, you know, pass the ball with your side foot. And, and I was like, I just went home. I just went, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You know, maybe I should have done my badges in the end. Maybe I should have. But I won't go into coaching. I'll, I'll, I'll help with the kids and I'll help with you. But I'm not going to go on and, and coach at a high level. You know, I'm not going to. All I can do is give my experience, you know, what I see. The hardest thing in the world is to be a footballer. Okay. I mean, I think... I think parents need to understand this. It's the hardest thing in the world to be. It's harder to be a professional footballer than a brain surgeon. It's harder. You know, everybody wants to be a footballer. Not everybody wants to be a brain surgeon. You know, if you want to be a brain surgeon, you pick up a book and you study it and study it and study it. And if you do everything properly, you'll be a brain surgeon. You you can work as hard as you can at football. That doesn't mean you're going to be a footballer. And that's why this is the hardest thing in the world to be, you know, and it yeah. and it starts now and you, you, you at like six, seven, it's like it don't matter how great you are today, you're not even playing in the first team for another twelve years. Twelve years. It's like it's hard. It's hard. You know, when people have to leave leave school and then they go, Oh, I've got to go college and university for six years to be a brain surgeon or seven or eight years. Football starts here. Mm. You know, to be a brain surgeon, you don't start at six. Mm. 
But to be a professional footballer, you've got to start at six, maybe even earlier, maybe even earlier. So, so, so I, I actually think, I mean, I know you've had that bad experience. Uh, that was probably quite a few years ago with the coaching badges. Um, I think the FA have improved <coughs> in recent years, mm. but um, interacting with certain grassroots coaches over the past few months, um, what's your impression of what the FA are doing to help coaches? You know, I don't, I don't want to talk out of line because the, the man ain't here, but we played a, a team the other week and it was like, oh, if, if it get, got to a bigger score and then we just we, we changed to like put each other's teams together or we stop the game and do a penalty shootout. That's too easy. That's what I don't, I don't, this is what I don't like about, about it's like no scores are in the paper till they're like, 15, or 12 or 11 or 10 you know there's no league football till competition till start now start now you know Germany don't win World Cups because they're like oh nicey nicey become a winner now in my opinion you be a winner you do the right things and you work hard and you win football matches you know I don't say I'm not saying I'm not at six I'd rather you know I played in a tournament when you wasn't there the other week and I took the kids and we, we didn't win the tournament but I was more pleased we didn't win it and the way we played. Everybody was coming over going, oh my God, your team's good. You know, we didn't win it because the, the, the silly, and I'm going to say silly people who were running it had a silly rule. It was as simple as that. It was like, it was the three winners and the best second in one team. But we the, the other two groups, we'd have beat them two teams 25-0. Mm. I mean, it was like, but it, that didn't bother me. I, I, don't, I like winning mentalities. I, okay. I do like winning mentality. I like winners. I like winners. I don't like giver-uppers. You know, I, I think that tells you a lot. I think when it comes down to when kids are losing, I like to see who's the kids who will keep on going and going. Because I think as soon as you... That becomes a habit. Like like doing the right things. Like when I say to you when we're like 8 nil up, now this is when I watch the game. Like, who's going to keep on doing... I watched Mason Mount against San Marino about four months ago, San Marino was shocking. He'd done everything like he was playing against Brazil. Everything was bang, bang, got it forward, made runs, done everything normally. Other players were thinking, oh, I feel my boots here. We're playing San Marino. I'm going to get five goals. And they start trying to beat three and four players. It's hard to beat three and four players. I don't care what standard of football. If someone goes past three or four players, they've got something. Mm. They've got something. Mm. But then there's got to be an end product. It's all about an end product. Going back to what you said about the grassroots, I think the argument is if you make it competitive too early on, then, you know, some coaches will play to win instead of yeah, the enjoyment I, I, yeah, sorry, and the development I, side yeah, of their kids. I, I was probably, you're probably right. At, yeah. Marcello, you're probably right. I, I mean, I get a bit carried away there. I, but you but can I, have both. Why not have both where yeah, educate the coaches and, yeah, I think it's an e it's an easy option out for the coaches now. It's like if it's getting hard, we just change the teams around. Not like right, we got beat now. Now I've got to take these kids away. What I've learned in my coaching badges, I've got to give that to the kids. But I don't see that at the moment when I'm watching these grassroots football. I don't see what they're doing with the kids. Do you know what I mean? I I'm, I'm like I'm thinking, you're just telling them to go out and play. Oh, that's nice. But they're playing in a match, so give them give them a basis to play off. Don't you know? For how good our team is, and for how good the players are, 
you give them a base to play off. If you didn't give them that at the start, I don't personally think they win the games because they'd be all over the place. You know, they might get away with it because of their talent against certain players. But if they come up against another good team, their advantage is that they have a, they have a way of play, they have a, they have a foundation to play from, and then you go from there. And that's what I with grassroots. That's what I struggle with. But at the same time, you got to understand as well. And like I said to Kate the other day, it was like if Freddie don't get into academy, he might as well finish playing football. I'm not being horrible, but the standard because he's had so many hours. The, the hours you get, like you said to me once before, I said about Freddie and you. But when he goes and plays at his school and everything, you'll you'll see the difference. And he goes and trains on a Friday at school with Brentford, like owning the community with, with the kids at his school. And yeah. it's like, it's scary. Mm. But they're not interested. It's like a creche. It's like parents work till 4.30. So just drop the kids off. I feel sorry for the coaches. They're, they're talking. The kids are watching aeroplanes go over. <laughs> that, that's it. A lot of the grassroots coaches out there are yeah just volunteers parents parents yeah yeah that, they that's do it, that's no what i like yeah i mean the kids were you know the kids I, my little boy was training my boy if it weren't for kate i don't know if freddie would be a footballer because kate got kate got freddie to we make footballers oh really i like he was at, he was at um hearts of ted lovium on yeah. a saturday morning yeah and he was going there every morning every saturday and then kate went oh what about go we make footballers and i thought I, I don't know, you know, I thought, well, he's doing that on on a, on a Saturday morning and then I'll play for them on Sundays, like as when the following year. And then we went there and thank God to Esmond, who said to you, like, Freddie's not bad, that he got in. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, who knows? He could have been still at, at Hearts of Ted Lovian where I used to go every week and watch him and it was parents, fair play to him, for doing it for nothing, play. Not once did anybody ever come over to me and go, "Do you want to join in? Do you want to do you want to really? do something?" And I, I sit there and I think, "Is that?" I, I'm thinking, "Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't you know?" Hmm. I, I wouldn't go up to them and ask because I think it's disrespectful. It's like out the way. I'd, but you'd have thought someone would have come. I used to sit there every Saturday, every Saturday morning. And you'd think some, one of them would come over and go, "Do you want to?" Uh, I, you know, I just, 100%. I don't think there's no pick the brains. There's uh, no pick the brains. Like, like I've got a lot of experience coaching yet when we do it together, pretty much I just organize the players into the right positions and like take, make sure they're taking the right turns as being goalkeepers or substitutes. And then I just let you, you know, do the team talks and do everything else because yeah, why, why wouldn't you? And, and that's me who's got a lot of, obviously a lot of experience yeah, coaching. Yeah. And then I think that's, that's the thing. You know, you got you. It's it's just knowing football. It's just even if they come in and just go, what should we do? Anything different? Or you know, they never used to break the kids up. Like I'd watch two training sessions and I go, right, I'd them seven are, are completely different to the rest. So put them seven in a group, and then put that group together and split the kids. You've got to split them up quickly, in my opinion. I think, I think that that's important for me. I think you get the kids if there's fifty kids. After three sessions, I think then you start splitting the kids up into better players, next best players, next best players. I don't think start playing kids with the lesser players, I think, becomes bad habits. I think you've you got to... And then kids aim for that. That's the way... It, but, but that's interesting how you said that potentially if Freddie hadn't come into yeah. our environment... 100%. Y 
he wouldn't be on this path to becoming a footballer. So that kind of goes into the argument that there is a lot to do with uh, nurture. And luck. And luck, and luck, yeah. But, but yeah. you know, it's, it's showing how important that Freddie is, yeah, <laughs> is on this path and he's kind of being made into a footballer. Um, it, you know, he's, he's, there's certain ability that is obviously within him and, you know, he's a great mover, but so much that you're feeding him and like this love for the game that he's fostering mm. and now being in great environments, now getting in the practice hours, it's all contributing to this success that he's having. Oh, 100%. I honestly, I, I, I will put it down to Kate because I, I wouldn't, I would have said, oh, we might as well just keep him there. He's going to play in that team. He'll be, he'll be the best player in that team at Hearts. And it was like Kate went, no, put him into me. I've seen an advert for We Make Footballers. And he wasn't, I took him to We Make Footballers and he wasn't like, he wasn't the best player. I didn't sit there at We Make Footballers on a Monday night and go, oh, this is a waste of time. He's head and shoulders. He wasn't. So, so someone like Esmond, who's gone to, to you, Sean, and gone, oh, Freddie's not, give Freddie a go. He might mm. be all right. So looking at like Esmond's. Did you start to do one-to-ones with Es as well? Yeah, done one-to-ones, but he wasn't right. like, even when he was doing the one to ones, it wasn't like, uh, you know, you were. I wasn't sitting there going, "Oh, you know, wow." Do you mm. know what I mean? You know, but what he done, what he learned was listen, take it in. And with Freddie, he's got over the last six, seven, eight months, he's got better and better every week. And I think that's the improvement. He's like, I, 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 I went to a tournament when. We went and you showed me the kids. You said, these are the kids that are just going to get signed on that pitch. Yeah. And then we moved over to our, because I met Asher then. He come over and we had a pitch and was having a chat. And then Freddie played in his one. And I went home and Kate went, what would you think? And I was like, so there's a kid there called Jude. Oh my God. You just couldn't catch your breath. He was kicking it both feet. He was beating every player and scoring. It was like unbelievable. That was in December. We're in September now. Him and Freddie probably about that far, maybe. And sometimes it's like that, and sometimes it might be the other way. That's how much Freddie's improved. My question to you then, since from when Freddie was playing at Hearts yeah. to now, what have been the biggest improvements he's made? You, you... Uh, confidence. Confidence, definitely. I think uh, starting to take players on. Because I, I, I'll say I, I was naive. I've said it a few times, very naive. You know, I'm a pass, pass, pass man. You know, that's how I made my living out the game. You know, I very rarely went, at the start maybe went past players, but you only remember the last years of your career where yeah. you can't go past anybody and you've got to pass it. And you watch teams like Man City and and you, you think they just ping, ping, ping and they pass and move and they pass and move and you think that's the way football is. But I've come to understand you've got to be able to move, you've got to be able to beat players. You know, you've got to get... I I'm, I was a bit under, unappreciative of how people get out of tight spots. Do you know what I mean? When I never really see that, now I see it. I see it. I see their feet, their quicker feet. I mean, I watched Verratti against PSG against uh, Man City. His feet were electric a couple of times. And that was just... That's a holding, virtually holding midfield player. He's like, his feet were like... And we're talking about going past some of the creme de la creme players out of tight spaces. So I, I've checked my philosophy's changed. My naive, naivety and my old school has, has gone out the window. I, you know, I'm not a problem to say I got yeah. it wrong. 
I like the way he gets his head up. He makes the right decisions. When I watch, when I watch the games, when I watch, and I watch the kids play, when I watch Freddie, I have two wows. I have wow, that was good, and then I look, and when the game gets easy, or sometimes, and then I'm like, wow, why did you do that? Or what? Wow. So I weigh it up. If you've got more wows of doing well than the wow of why would you do that? Or yeah. why did you cross that ball when you could have took a touch and taken a player on? Like that, that's a wow. Why did you do that? But he does a lot of wows hmm. the other way. And I look at that in any footballer. But I am, um, yeah, I, I do, I do watch Freddie. I have to be careful. I have to be very careful. Like if he makes a mistake, I'm like, oh, but everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, you so know what young. I mean? It's like, but he's it's so young. <laughs> yeah, it, but yeah, and then I watch players like yesterday, like, like I see Herrera uh, for PSG against Man City. He gets the ball and it rolled under his foot. Now Freddie done that the other day, and he done it twice. But he was he he was what I liked was when the ball was coming, he was Scanning, looking what was yeah. going on, but he didn't have that to get his foot, head down at the same time to control the ball. Which was it was nice to see, but he's got to get the, he's got the one bit. Then he's got to, he's got to go like that and then control it and then go again. But at least he was looking. He gets his head up. He tries to pass. He's got good vision. He he gets into space. He yeah, he's progressing nicely. But it's all about it's all about getting into yeah. that that to nine. If you if you can keep on doing what you're doing and get to that contract, and then you've got a chance. I've seen him personally, when I've seen him play, I've seen him do some things and I'm a bit like, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, wow. Mm. I mean, I remember a tournament was at Northwood yeah, and he scored an amazing oh, goal, yeah. but the way oh, he fully. took that goal, oh, yeah, it yeah. was just kind yeah. of what you were saying earlier. I, 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 no, I guess the practice and the hours he's put in, you know, is how he's now got the confidence to take that on first time on the half volley. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. He has those, those wow yeah. moments when you're looking, wow, okay. Yeah, and he he has he has the wow the other way. He has you know where you think wow why'd you do that? But I he's think figuring it other, out. As long as the other wows weigh him up, but in football it's like as Sean says, it's trying it, it's trying it, have to. and if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. And do you what are the conversations that you guys have? You know after oh, games and I, I, I'll say how many out of ten would you give yourself to see where you know if he starts going, I give myself nine, and he, he's not a nine, and then I'll I will say you know I'll say. I don't, nine would you would you say eight or seven there do you think you could have done that better and that was good do you know what I mean I think I think you've got to be careful to keep on saying brilliant 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 well done yeah. well done I think because you feed the kids too much it's like yeah they you've got to tell them when some is a way of telling them I think you know I'll say do you think there you know could have passed the ball there or you could have taken him on like so there's way I, I we talk on the way home we talk on the way and we don't like, he don't get into a PlayStation, he's sitting, he talks about football and then he'll say, yeah, oh, yeah. what about when Sanso done that? And he sees, when he's not involved and he's he's not, he's watching the game, like when they're doing 1v1s or 2v2s and he's not involved and he's waiting for his turn, he's watching. He's not like looking at his feet. He'll come to me after and go, my God, what about when Jude done that? And he went past mm. him and he nutmegged him and he went. Like he sees yeah. other parts of the game. So you'd say he takes that information quite he, well, majorly. And then, I, I, you know, I think that's the one thing. If you tell him something, he'll 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 remember it. 
He might not do it because it might not develop into making to do, but, you know, he'll go like to me, oh, an overlap or something like that. You know, he has them things in his brain. Do you ever fear that there's a danger that you will put pressure on Freddie? No. Every morning he gets back from, every every day he gets back from school, wherever he's going to Arsenal, Chelsea or Fuller, I, I, I say, do you want to go? Hundred first thing I ever say, if he doesn't want to go, he ain't going. I, I don't never make him do anything. You know, you can't make it. They have to want to be a footballer. Every parent should ask the kid that before they should say, do you want to go? And if they don't go, they they should have enough in them to say, okay, don't go, don't go. You know, don't keep, don't make a kid go and do something they don't want to do because it, it just it won't work. You know, I'm I, I I'm, I'm you know I'm a recovering alcoholic, recovering compulsive gambler, drug addict. You know, I, I've tried to stop for years for everybody else, for wives, for girlfriends, for for my, my kids and all that. You know, I, I this time round, and this is the longest I've been. I stopped for me, I stopped for me, and it's and and then it works. Do you know what I mean? When you start doing it for other people, you, you don't. It, it just doesn't work. Mm. Most important, I think every every parent should say the same thing to every kid. Do you notice other parents on the circuit putting pressure on their kids? Uh, or can you see how it happens? Oh, oh, no, of course it could happen. I think at the moment, I think it's a bit. I think the kids at the moment. I look at the kids. I watch them in training, and I've. I like what I see. I don't see that pressure. Oh my God. You know, you know, I don't see it, which is nice. I don't. This is at the under seven stage. This is under sevens. I mean, I don't really know the story. What does it get to under nine? They get, they, they get signed up for their club or under eight. Is it the year after? Offers, offers at under eight. And then the following year. You know, I, I played a lot of football when I was a kid. I love playing. That's all I've done. Yeah. I got a thing called Oscar Slagus on my knee. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I see a lot of kids play football now and that you yeah I was fortunate I was talking to my mum the other day about it and she said you just completely rested you rested you know so maybe you know I could see some people trying to play through that I think it's important I don't I understand the philosophy at Chelsea more so than the other clubs with the two years you know like I think Chelsea when they get to is it nine or eight or nine call me wrong nine when they get two years and the other clubs get one uh, no uh, um, generally it's common that clubs who sign a player at under nine they'll give them two years oh okay the FA the Premier League will have a rule where at the end of the year if they the club wanted to they could release that player and there'll be certain clubs that say oh we guarantee you a two year contract that's not true it's it's the club if they want to they can get out of that contract after a year but the, the sort can of general the player get out of that no <laughs> well the player the player can get out of it but they can't go and sign for another academy so they can go that and play grassroots football that's wrong yeah it's i mean the thing i like about i think two years i think kids form will change yeah it, it will change i mean you know you've got you know you got you got growth growth spurts you've got all that kind of stuff is is and I think over a two-year span, you've got more of a chance, you know. I think these kids to keep on performing week in, week out like they do. It's tough. I think I'm 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 in the thing of, you know, I, I'm I'm with with, with Freddie's situation, I say to you all the time, I, 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 I personally rely on the vision of coaches. 
the vision of like you know Freddie's not the best player out of everybody out the out of all the kids in London. He's not. You know, I'm not naive to say that. You know, he's a good footballer. I I I rely on vision of coaches. Do you know what I mean to go? I, I see something. Mm. I see something. You know, that's what I that's but that's what I think with all the kids. I, I, they're going to get better and better. Just to come back to the point you made where you identified that uh, on the game on Sunday. Freddie a couple of times let the ball go under his leg because mm. he was looking up thinking about the next pass and you identified it and then you guys had a conversation mm. about it and there's a lot that you're doing where literally you'll see everything and you're seeing a lot even that I don't see as, as yeah. an experienced coach so again another advantage against like other parents mm. where they're not seeing this stuff but that that's probably helping him um with this with this contributions so like you do have to be careful though that that doesn't turn into pressure because let's say that you're identifying every little thing that he starts doing wrong mm. and you're having a conversation about it mm. does he start getting a complex uh i wouldn't say everything i wouldn't say i wouldn't stop anything i wouldn't stop everything right i mean no i wouldn't you know kate's like just say well done and i will you know I always say well done. I mean, just to get out on a football pitch and play out the standard, his plans well done. Yeah, this is a good standard. He's playing with good kids. Do you know what I mean? You got to be able to hold yourself. You get found out if you can't if you can't play. In my opinion, no things like that. You have to nip in the bud. Yeah, you know if the ball's rolling under your foot, you got to nip. If you go on, if you go to the last thirty at Chelsea and you do that four times. You're relying on that coach seeing what you didn't see that I see. Yeah. So that's a problem. So for me, I think something like that, if it's rolling out, you know, I, I pulled young Reese up the other week about something that you didn't agree with and we still don't agree on it. But I personally think, you know, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this control with the, the bottom of your foot. I think it's good in futsal. I think it's yeah. good in that. I think, one you got trainers on. It's a it's a bit different. I just thought. Uh, can I just tell you? The, can we say the Go quick on, story? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're playing a game. There's a young kid called Reese, a good footballer, good player, very good. Yeah. The ball kept on coming out wide to him, and he was going like that with his foot, and it was going on. It went under his foot three times. Now, this kid's electric. I mean, I don't think there's too many kids that are quicker than him at under seven. About. I'd have him in a race against anybody. Now, if I'm a defender, I want him to do that. Wait, because obviously some people are listening, so you oh, might yeah. describe what you're doing. Is he right, stopping? I'm, 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 I'm. Put, he's putting his, he's put, he's controlling the ball with his studs, the sole of his foot, the sole of his foot. So the ball's coming, the sole of his foot on the wing. Now this kid's electric. Now you watch Mason Mount. Mason Mount is the best player in the country. By a, by a country mile <laughs> on taking the ball forward. His first touch is always forward. You watch Mason Mount play football, his touch is bang and he goes forward. He doesn't go stop, look whack, oh, let's play safe football. He goes forward. That commits people. Now, if I'm a defender against Reese and he stops it with the sole of his foot, I'm a defender. I will go and get set. He can't, he can't beat me then. He can't beat me unless he does something unbelievably special. If he takes the ball forward at pace, I played against Maldini, who was the best defender I ever played against. But if, if he gave me a 10-yard run, 
to run at him at pace. By the time I got that pace, I, I wouldn't have to do a trick. I just got to drop a shoulder. Don't stop the ball. You know, 100, 100 out of 99 out of 100 times, a player will control it with the side of their foot. They will because they've got to get it forward. Plus, yeah. And that's all I said. And and then like Sean, I'm watching, I'm watching Sky Sports. I'm watching, I'm on Soccer Saturday. Sean's at a game and he's texting me going, look, sounds like just put their foot on the ball. <laughs> put their foot I, on the ball. Coming from a futsal background, um, I understand what you're saying. My argument would be that's probably, it was wrong by him. I don't think there's a problem using the soul, but he used it in the wrong way because you can still use the soul and keep the ball moving. Yeah. So where he's stopped it, then I agree. Because in futsal, yeah, you may, yeah. Yeah, using the soul. Yeah, I'm myself yeah. now to push it forward, yeah. Yeah, a lot that's a good skill. It. Yeah, that's exactly. a hard skill. PSG, so where he stopped it, that's the error. PSG yeah. Man City era. last night, it was happening quite frequently. There was quite a few players rolling it forward with the sole. Like De Bruyne did a one cross where as he as it came back to him from Walker, he rolled it forward and then yeah. stepped onto it and crossed it. But it's but, a hard skill. But you're talking, I'm but, talking. But, we're trying to produce, talking. but that's what we're trying to produce. We're trying to produce Champions League World Cup players. Like my the, what I what I text you because this this was this debate that we kind of had afterwards, um, which is very healthy by the way. Um, but like what I challenge you on was because I think what you said to Reese was you only take it with the sole of your foot when you've got uh, a defender on your back, mm. and you gave that example, and I said that was a hard and fast rule that I didn't agree with because yeah. I said we've got to be careful with saying those type of rules because that will set in stone in that kid's head yeah. and then forever they'll think that that's the only time they can use their soul when there actually are other times yeah. and uh, it's the same way with like what coaches might say sometimes where they say never pass across your goal and then they set that in the kid's minds but actually there are occasions where you would definitely spray across your goal and you know top teams would do yeah, it yeah but that's see that's a picture Okay. So if if someone says to you don't don't play the ball across the pitch and then they never do it again, they're not seeing the picture. There's times to play the ball across the pitch and there's times not to. It was like, you know, if you watch Lukaku play, Lukaku gets his body in front and he will control it with the sole of that's the furthest part away from his body. And that that so you know if if I'm grabbing if I've if I've got got the center half yeah. If I've got if I, I if I control it with the the the, the uh, sole of my foot, yeah, he cannot get it because he's it, so far away. Like if I tried to control it with the, my side of my foot, I would literally he he could get around me. I was just I was just trying to put pictures in his head. No, now I, if if Reese turns around and never does that, then Reese has a problem. Do you know what I mean? But at, I'm yeah, just giving I know, I, no, I'm at, just giving ideas. I just at six years old the language that coaches use is so important. I hear other coaches as well saying, when you get the ball, always throw down the line. And then another coach later on in an academy is then having to undo a habit that a grassroots coach has put in where they've said, yeah, always throw down the line. And you're like, well, hang on. We, we sometimes need to go back or we yeah, sometimes need to go down in the middle. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's no... I, I, all I, I, I just try and give like experiences I mean it's just trying to give kids pictures do you know what I mean it's, that's all it is I mean if I'm Reese, he's electric so I want that ball out of my feet and I want to go yeah I want to yeah, go yeah. soon as you know I stopped him the other week and I, I and I keep on giving him you know he trained with us a, a couple of months ago and we was doing 1v1 and he stopped the ball and he turned around and started backing into the player so I just stopped 
when you're blessed with pace, make the most of it. You know, I, I hate seeing players who, like, if someone said to you now, Carl Walker's quick, you go, he is lightning quick. But if I told you Havertz was quick, you go, oh, is he? Is he that quick? He's electric. You know, there's ways that I, Michael Owen was the best in the business. Michael Owen got the ball, knocked it past and went. Yeah. Like I say to wingers, I say to people, where anytime I'm playing football, a winger, I always say to a winger, get the ball, knock it past the fullback and go. If he beats you to the ball and rolls it back to the keeper, don't do it again. He's quicker than you. Then you have to start dropping off and changing. But why would you change if you know you're quicker than him? But you've got to find that out quickly. You know, for me, you know, we'll, we'll go to this 3v3 tournament and everybody will get the ball and they'll, they'll do skills and they'll jump over the ball and they'll do skill and they'll beat. But no one will just knock the ball past someone and run and go, right, I'm quicker than you. I'm just going to do that. And if they're not quicker than them, then don't do it. But you watch. No one will do it. No one will just get the ball, knock it past the player and just sprint as quick as they can and get the other end. But why? But it's... Okay, you answer them. No, no, okay. Okay. Um, well, sometimes that's actually a good thing that they're not doing that because you might have a very big kid who's only got that in their locker to knock it past a player and run. I, I really, really like that. Uh, but my question would be, what advice would you give to parents um, who kids want to, to be aspiring footballers? Let them be. Let them be. I... It's not you. It's not you. It's the kid. I see too many people living a dream through, and this is not now. I'm talking over the last 20, 30 years. You've seen it. You've seen kids, dads and mums and uncles and granddads on the line shouting at a kid, telling him what to do. The one compliment I was given when when my, my older boys were growing up, I used to go and watch them on Sunday mornings playing, and everybody used to say, you don't say anything. You don't shout. Why are you not telling them what to do? because they're playing football. It's their game, not mine. Mm. It's their game. So just leave them. Do you know what I mean? And they're going, yeah, but you play. Why don't you tell them? It's not my game. I've, 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 when I play, they don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you know, when I go and play football, when I was playing for Arsenal or whoever it was, they weren't shouting, telling me what to do. So you've got to let them be. Let them be. And, and as I said, it's the hardest thing in the world is to become a professional footballer. The hardest, it's harder, as I said, it's harder than being a brain surgeon. It is. Everybody wants to be a footballer. Like, let them be, but also you've got to drive them to five academies a week or five places. Yeah, but when, that, that's, that's your job. That's your, your job's driving into the academy. Okay. You know, I, when I'm driving Freddie to the academies, he ain't telling me how to drive. Yeah. He's just he's, he sits there and we talk about football. He doesn't he doesn't tell me how to drive to the academy and then when I get there I tell him what to do. You know he's the job of the coaches. That's their job. It's not my job. I I watch. Then if I see something in it, then I'll tell him. You know I I'm I'm always forever telling parents. You know I'll you know I'll 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 be saying to Cole you know or or Jules Jew's dad or Cole Reggie's dad or Rob Reese's dad. I'll be forever just telling them little things. You know, yeah. I'll see it in training. And I'll be like, next time, just just tell him. Like, like you know, Reese was doing a three v one the other week. We were doing three v one. It was Lewis, Jude, and Freddie on the outside. Reese didn't get it for like two minutes mm. for the whole time. They were just popping it. By the time he run there, they just popped it off, popped yeah. it off. And if you get good players, that's what they do. 
And I just said to him, next time, just tell him, just cut one of them players out and get get them playing it that way and then just keep on edging and then you'll nick the ball. And he went, and then Freddie went in and he took he nicked the ball 10 times in one minute by cutting one player out and playing 2v1 and then just getting closer and closer. Next minute you're in. And it's just just putting things into people's head. Now, I told Freddie that ages ago. Yeah. He, he does it, you know, and that's... I'm forever trying to help because you got to remember... The parents never played football. I was going to say this exactly. So you're you're in a position where you can give expert advice, hmm. whereas like other parents, if they they've got to be honest with themselves and say, "I'm not an expert football coach, and I need to just stay quiet. I need to just be the driver and the and the cheerleader, yeah. because otherwise, I'm actually going to potentially give my child worse habits than when they had before I interfered." Yeah, I, I mean the the worst thing is when when Freddie first started playing football, he kept on, he had a bad habit, a oh, bad habit, yeah. and that was he kept on looking over. Oh yeah, he kept on looking over, and then in the end, I said, "Don't don't don't keep on looking at me. You just play. Don't worry." He doesn't do that now. He's that's out. He doesn't come and look over when he does something. He just gets on with his game. But that that's not a good habit. Yeah, that's not a good habit. That's a no no. If a kid keeps on looking over, the parents should say, "Don't do that." Because he's, he's trying to justify him. But the parents, you know, for me, it's hard. Of course, they want to live the dream. You know, you got to remember, some of these kids, have their parents have nothing. They have nothing. This is a this is a way out. This is a lie. This is, you know, for their kid to be a professional footballer. Mm. But at the end of the day, that all comes. You know, when I play, the problem is we have with kids now, and you want to sit the kids down is, is be a footballer. Don't worry about having four bathrooms and three toilets. Just be a footballer. When I played, when I played football, when I when I was watching football, I swear. When I used to watch match of the day with my dad on the city, I I, I did not know they got paid to play football. I did not know they got paid to play football. Be a footballer. Be a footballer, and it will. You know, if you become a footballer, you 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 have the best job. In the, ever in the history, if you, mm. it don't matter what league you play, and if it's the Premier League or the Championship, if you're getting paid to play football and you're not paying to play football, you have an unbelievable job, mm. an unbelievable job, and that that is like prices. You're you're getting up every morning to train. To you're getting paid to keep fit, be in the fresh air, and live a dream. For me, I've, it's priceless. Mm. What's your dream for Freddie? Oh, to be, a, uh, his dream. My my dream for him is whatever his dream, what he wants to be. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He might wake up. Sure, he might, you know, God forbid, but he he might he might have my addictions. I don't know. He might be an addictive kid. I don't know. You know, I've broke that cycle, so he ain't got to live with that for the next. 12 15 years so hopefully that that doesn't happen but he's still got on me so many things in you know moves into high school you know kids you know that are bad influences you know you got to pick the right the right apples and the wrong apples you know that's hard that's not easy you know and then the girls come along you know and you know and then thing, other things come along this is a hard thing to do i sacrificed everything like 
I never went out on Fridays with my mates. I never went to Ibiza or Marbella with my mates. I'd never been on a, on a trip with my mates ever because I wanted to be a footballer. And I, they're the things I had to do. There was there was a, a lad around my way. You know, Mark Hobson, his name was. Oh, oh, Mark, don't mind me saying. Phenomenal footballer. Phenomenal footballer. I played at Brentford. He was like going to be the best player. But he didn't have, like, he'll be the first to say he didn't have what, you know, he didn't have that that attitude that I had, you know, that you have to sacrifice so much. Like your mum and dad sacrificed so much now to get you to these places. Mm. When you get to a certain age, you have to sacrifice from from even from now. From even from now. It's like, you know, Freddie's, you know, th- these are his mates. You know, Reggie and Jude are his best mates. Mm. They're his best mates. That's, that's it. Mm. Football has this thing of bringing... Friends together, you know. Mm. Freddie's changed over the last eight months, like you couldn't catch your dream. I mean, who wouldn't want their kid to play football? Of course, but you know, I, you know, I know it is it is hard, yeah. And I mean, hard. If you, as I say, you become a footballer, you you've you've had the biggest result of your life, yeah. the biggest result of your life. And I think there's a there's a. I mean, it's hard now, and it gets harder, and it gets harder, and it gets harder. Then you've got to remember when you, it's all right now because these are all kids from London or all kids from a certain area. And then you get to 15, 16, and then it's more kids. And then you want to get into the first team, and then it's like 50% of the players are from abroad. So mm. it's not just playing against the teams in this country, players in this country. You know, it, it, it takes a lot. It yeah. takes a lot. You said that you've, you suffer with addictions. Yeah. And. How has being involved with Freddie's football helped you? Oh, I would say immensely. It's, I love Sundays. I love I love going to watch the the training. Not only because it's like learning and watching the other kids as well. I don't. I'm not like tunnel vision, just watching Freddie. I watch the other kids. Like that, that some of the stuff they do is just amazing. So that's good. I have to be careful. I, I don't want to swap addictions and, and get addicted to Freddie's football. Ah. I, I, I'm very aware of that. Yeah. Very aware of that. So it's not like, oh, Freddie's, you know, bang, bang, bang. I've got two other little kids, you know, and one's a very good at gymnastics. So it's very, you don't want to, I'm aware of that, so we, which is good. I'm aware of that. So sometimes if I do get a bit, I bring myself back down again, you know. Like if Freddie don't do well one day at training, you know, before... I was like, oh no, you know, oh, mm. you know that's that's going to dent him, like you know. But now I don't. So yeah, I love doing Sundays. I, I love doing it because it's it's a, it is something I enjoy doing. So it's nice. They're like you got to have the, you know my buzzes were different, but were, were buzzes that nearly cost me my life in drinking and gambling and drugs. You know my buzzes now. You know Sunday morning football with the kids, like little things like that, which. Before, if I'm being honest, I had no interest in, you know, it become very selfish. So, yeah, I'm I'm aware that I need to sit back and that's what I do do. I do do. And Kate's good because Kate, Kate could see it. But over the last six or seven months, I've been, I've been, or, I've been, I've been, or, I like, I like his progress. I like, th- this is a marathon. Yeah. I think it's a marathon. It, it's not a sprint, but at the same time, you, I call it. I call it a train journey, and every 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 year you got to make sure you're still on that train and you're not getting off. And it's a bit like getting to the FA Cup final. You know, you're on that train. You make sure you get through the third round. You get through the fourth. Make sure you don't. Come, you have to get off that train. 
and then you end up getting to the final. And, and I think that's the same journey with these kids is, you know, it's a, it's, it's a marathon, but at the same time, it is a sort of a sprint because you've got to, don't think you can be good in, at 14 years of age and not now, but you just got to keep on staying on that train. Mm. And every year that goes by, you're going to become a better player 100%. With the coaches about now at Academy Football, you're only going to become better. You're never going to become worse a player. Final question. Hmm. Who would you prefer Freddie to have his first team debut with if he had the choice? Chelsea or Arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you two were nice. I thought you were nice. <laughs> uh, you know what, Chelsea's... Freddie's a massive Chelsea fan. He's a, he's a big Chelsea fan. He, he loves going to games and, and he has a kit and he watches them all the time. You know what? If he played for any of them clubs, he, he's had the biggest touch ever in the history of football. You, you know, they're, they're the two creme de la creme teams in London and Tottenham. I don't, you know, I'm not going to... Tottenham's a great club as well. I think if you played for one of them three clubs in your footballing career... There's yeah. making it and there's making it. Yeah. And that would be making it at the highest level. Yeah. But no one ever makes it from not ha having hard work. Yeah. Hard work's the most important thing. Hard work, listen. Hard work and listen. Mm. And then the other stuff, these kids now, they get the they get the training, they get the facilities to go on and do everything else. But if you don't work hard and listen it don't matter about all the skills and all the vision and all that. You won't make it. You know, I played against the best AC Milan team of all time. I watched Man City play Chelsea the other week. Hard work. You know, when you get talented footballers that work hard, you've got a chance. Mm -hmm. One last question from me. Um, what are your opinions on parents who use social media on behalf of their kids? I don't know where they get the time. Uh, I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Um, I don't know if it's a way of the kids staying in touch with kids, what they call them ballers at like Man City and Man United and all over the country. I don't know. I don't see a need. I don't know if the clubs tell them to do it. I don't know. I might be wrong, but I don't see a need. I I, I played football with Sean the other week. And I'm 53, and if I'd have put a reel together of when I played in that game, I think someone would have took a chance on me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know, everything on there is good. Yeah, you yeah. know, sometimes you've got to put on there. I don't mind if they put on there, you know, today I wasn't very good at this and I need to work on that. You know, it seems to me it's always the good, good, good. It's not always it's not always good, you know, and I've... I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, to your point there, the academies prefer the players don't to, have it and the yeah. parents don't because they find it's a bit of a headache um, but they've had to accept in the modern world it happens uh, and they have become a bit more accepting mm. of it but uh, yeah I think the, no definitely clubs don't encourage uh, yeah, it yeah I, I, I'm not I, I'm, I'm not I'm, Freddie's asked me a couple of times oh he has said, he? well he's just said well some of the players have got on that he knows and I'm like no don't need to. <laughs> be a footballer you know work hard Mm. Do do you, you keep on improving? You know, don't worry. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to tell everybody. You know, I I just I find it. You know, sometimes I I start to worry if people get things out of doing it as well. Do you know what I mean? I don't like it. Mm -hmm. You know, I come off Instagram. You know, I don't go on it as much now. You know, because I, I, one, I don't like 
the abuse, but you get addicted to it. You get addicted to it. You know, I found myself getting up in the morning and going on Instagram looking at something that I'm not even fussed about, but I looked mm -hmm. at it. Now these kids can get, you know, used to it. And then it's no it's no good keep on watching these Instagram and watching a kid that's unbelievably brilliant now. That just kills the kid's confidence because you don't have to be as good as him now. You know, the name of the game, as I said, keep on that train. And when you get to 16, you get an, you know, you get an apprenticeship or a scholarship, whatever it's called. You've got a chance, mm. got a chance, but you put the concrete down first and then you start building. Mm. And hopefully it gets to a stage when you, you, got, you can put a roof on it and get a scholarship. And then if you walk out and play, and as I say, if you walk out and play football as you're living, you've got the best job in the world. Mm. Well, Paul, thank you so much for your time. Thank um, you. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep working with Freddie and yeah, uh, keep, working. yeah following Work his progress. Nice one. Thank you.